0: I hear both sides to it. I'm just saying when we're talking about pace of play, when we're talking about, you know, trying to grow the game a little bit, put the ball in play, whatever it may be, that would be one easy way to kind of, you know, push that progress forward a little.
1: Bit. Welcome back to the compound podcast where it's Masters Week and the Jets are about to kick off. This is episode 37 that's right and we have the director of morale back this is yeah a couple big things here first repeat wow. guest. first repeat guest is not a teammate it's not a chicago cub it's the director of morale for the chicago cubs and i texted dom this morning
0: yeah the,
1: or Was it this morning Oh, this morning this morning asking will you come on the compound, and it, there was no
0: question. There was no hesitation. It was an immediate yes. Did you ever think there was going to be a question? No. <laughs> I mean, I come not. on. Ian, I said it to you guys. You guys are morale athletes now. I will go to the grave for you guys. It, it's That's, that quick.
2: Ian's like, I'm going to try to get Dom on for tonight. I go, try. Like, I mean, I'm
0: begging for it. I, yeah, I, dude, you I, know. I'm, all, saying, hey, I'm got, all in.
3: I said, all you got to say is, yeah, we're getting Dom on tonight. That's it. We're
0: in. We're not trying. We're in. Thank you for having me again. I'm so happy to be here. I'm so happy to talk. Uh, Chop shop, Masters Week. It's electric.
2: As long as Ian doesn't try to cut you off again, you
1: know. Well, we'll see. We do. We do have, yeah, we do have another hard cutoff.
0: That you know what that that should be a topic down the road that we talk about. Maybe <laughs> not tonight, but whenever. That is a story I'd like to tell.
1: I think because it's Masters Week, the first thing we should address is the tee boxes that you've been playing from. <laughs>
0: Sixty two hundred. So I knew I was going to get talked about. I knew this was going to get discussed at the beginning. All right. So here's the deal. I I'll I'll get you want you want the real story. Yes. Yeah. You want the real story? Okay. So I've really started playing golf over the past year. Like I, I I've always liked golf. I tried to play it, but I just never really got around to it. So I really committed to it last fall. Grinding. All right. And I'm a historic left to right player, slicing, cutting, crazy, coming over the top. You know how it is. You know Dakota, I was looking at your swing the other day. Are you <laughs> the same? I mean, I'm not
2: very good. He's, I sliced he's the to right.
0: over the top. I saw it, so that was me. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. that was me.
2: I sliced so, quite a few.
0: So I had to change everything around, and I went to the, I I literally went to work, and I've been going to work for a while now, and I've been working my way back. That doesn't mean I haven't been playing the full the full go, the full the full gamut of these courses. But there's sometimes you go to a course and if I just play the back nine and it's thirty two hundred yards, guess what, Ian? It's thirty two hundred yards. <laughs> I can't do anything about it. That that's what it is. You know and what you need. You know what? You know I cannot wait when we play, because we are playing, I cannot wait to rip off a 255 yard two iron down the middle. Two just iron. to show everyone. Just two show iron everyone. Do you hit – Do you you don't hit a driver or you do hit a driver? I can't hit a driver right now. Yeah, you do not hit a driver. I can't hit a driver right now. I can't – I can never – I've never been able to hit a wood, but I'm working my way back. I'm working my way back.
1: What I want to know is when you went back and played the one course from the tips, I think it was like 7,100 yards, maybe 7,200 yards. And then you you put the stats out, but then you didn't give us the score. And, and then we had to ask you. It was
0: 30 mile an hour winds in 35 degree weather. <laughs> I swear, <laughs> i would never been so cold in the last two years.
1: We didn't want to give you, like, we didn't want to have to make you put the score on the internet, but, but you missed. I missed. missed didn't the light light of it, didn't it. I'm
0: doing <laughs> this voluntarily. I'm doing this. So when we play, I'm giving you an understanding of how I'm going to be. I'm being very transparent right now. <laughs>
1: So we, I really We appreciate the transparency. Right for me
0: even going to the point where I'm giving you the slope, the rating, the yardage, and my score.
1: We also appreciate that you're out there grinding when it's 30-mile-an-hour winds. You played the one day, it was like 38 degrees. Yeah, dude.
0: I'm a grinder. I mean, when it comes to golf, I, we, when, when we were talking the other night, I went right to the range. It was 30 degrees, busting my tail.
1: Just getting so to we, work it. That's when what it's all about. It. Who do you have for the Masters.
0: I mean, dude, I love Bryson. I think the fact that he's gonna be able to hit balls off the 13th tee box into the fort. uh what was it? Is it the 14th fairway? Yeah. Dude, I mean, he's a savage. I I sneaky am a science nerd a little bit when it comes to that stuff. So I'm a big fan. I also like Xander. I mean, he's like it's coming for him. Him and then probably Tony. I love Tony. Um I'm super excited to watch. I don't know if I don't want to be a hater. I don't know if Tiger is going to be able to do it, but no, no, you know, comments like that get you that's never fine, invited. I, I knew we're... you were going to say that. That's fine. I knew you were going to say that because I won't
2: fine. sit here. I won't sit here and listen to that because but that's fine. That's who, 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 at the end of the day, he's going to be putting the jacket back on himself. I love. He's winning I love again. the
0: confidence. I love the confidence. That that's the type of morale that I normally give, but I love it. <laughs> i love it but I, I think bryson i mean if he's hitting 200 i mean 350 60 yard high draws into other fairways where he's just hitting a eight iron in i don't know how you can really he's
3: not he's that. not hitting them 350 he's carrying carrying them 350, 350, right, that's scary
1: right do you guys see the drive that he hit over 400 yards Bro, no, yeah. no, no, no. he carried it
3: 400 he yards yeah
1: he carried it for He carried
3: it 400 yards and is he going
0: to pull out the 48 inch? the 48? 48, uh, I was this week? I
3: was watching it today and they said that he had a problem with it. Not problem, but he was like, I don't know if I can swing it because it takes off so much like endurance from my body. It's like, I, I can't do it.
2: I said to Zach the other day, I said golf right now is incredible with how much talent there is. Like Justin Thomas, Dustin Johnson, Rory McIlroy. Like we haven't even mentioned those guys. And they're three of the top five golfers in the world. Like That's how insane it is right now.
0: I don't, I, don't mean to, I don't mean to continue on with the golf, but what's the deal with Rory? Like, why doesn't he win anything?
2: No. See, I saw a stat today that
0: he's said winning is hard. In the last, I know winning is hard. But, like, when has he been last, like, competitive in a major?
2: No. I saw a stat today that said the last, like, 10 years, I think it was, Rory has been in the top five out of 41 starts 11 times. That's one every four. That's once a year he's top five in a major.
0: Even within the last like two years, or am I totally missing the boat?
2: I'm trying to think. I feel like he's always up there. Or maybe not always, but I know what you mean. Like, I he's feel a, like he hasn't won one in a while.
1: No, he hasn't. But he's a top five machine. Yeah. yeah. Okay.
0: Fair enough. Fair I enough. Love.
2: Rory.
1: love His, Rory. Rory. I, I mean, I like him too. Is-
0: I, I love the game. Sure. Um, I'm I'm just being transparent. And when we play, and I rip uh whatever uh 250 yard two iron stinger draw then you know we'll see we'll see what you guys are saying after that.
2: Ian, what are the chances you could make the cut at Augusta?
1: Zero. Zero percent chance. Ian, have some faith in yourself, man. Come on. I do I I respect those guys as professionals too much to even say that I would be close because I wouldn't. Because they're infinitely better than me. I would be the guy that is out there hitting the ball out of the trees and they would be laughing at me, going, "Get this guy off the course! Why is he here?"
0: Ian, can I get a can I get a glimpse into your game? What like what's your game like? Is it just all just power and then and then what or what what's the deal?
1: Also, um, U.S. Open, Rory finished eighth in the U.S. Open top ten. Yep. That was the last one, wasn't it? Last one. Huh. Fair enough. That was my quick quick little research. My game is, uh, it's not all power. Uh, I'm a pretty good ball striker. Uh, game falls apart a little bit around the greens. Um, my Zach, short game isn't you, very dynamic. How about <laughs> you let Zach describe your game outside
2: looking in who's seen you play a bunch of times? <laughs> I, I agree I'm with saying it. Zach's a better, might have a better analysis of it.
3: No, I agree with it. He makes, he has some, he has a really good idea of what he's trying to do. Um, I mean, I don't think I would have known that he was a poor putter if Schwarber didn't come out and say
2: it the first time we were playing with him. True. That was the very first thing I heard about Ian Happ is that he can't putt.
1: My putting uh, did get a lot better in quarantine though. True. Uh, Very true. You know what changed. I putted with a wedge for around the first day,
3: and that was the first day since Ian was trending upward in the putting category.
1: Now I putt with my wedge as a drill. Like I'll go in the putting green, like putt with the wedge before the round to get locked in. Love that. Really? Just to like feel the weight of it or what? Yeah, I don't know. Just the setup for me and like the grip. Uh, kind of putting with the leading edge of the wedge and getting it rolling, yeah, and over end, uh, is a really nice feel for me. Which my is putting, incredibly. my putting
3: grip is so bad. It's oh, I am so bottom hand dominant and I just blast everything.
1: Ian, I, can everything. we talk for a minute about your the round you guys just played? I was just gonna that tell you,
2: let me put it this way for how my round went last Friday that me and Zach played at Scott efrost's wedding. Shout out Scott efrost friend of the pod, friend of the pod. Um, Let's just say on the first hole, I had a birdie putt from about 25 feet. I ended up four-putting for a double, so yep. <laughs> I That's did good. as well,
3: but I three-putted.
2: That's how it went.
0: Happens, it was fun. Man. It was a good round. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. 75, so my- Zach. So are you, like, are Ian and Zach competitive or what?
1: Oh, yeah. Zach's yeah. a really good player. Zach's a ball striker.
0: Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Fair Zach enough.
2: also plays 10 times a week. Yeah.
0: I, yeah. uh Yeah. Especially mm-hmm.
2: now that it's beautiful
1: that, out still. That's, I mean. Zach has a good short game and he's a good putter. He has, sometimes the driver gets a little sporadic off the tee. You know, it's funny. That's like my main club now. Now you're you're hitting the driver well? Yeah. Did you get a new one? <laughs> nope. Zach uses the driver from about 10 years ago. Let's there,
3: move no, on to All my clubs <laughs> are from 11 years ago.
1: Literally. <laughs> yeah, we need to fix that. Maybe, you know what? This is. A little no free ads, a little preemptive no free ads. Maybe we start talking to Five Iron about a little sponsorship. Get you a set of golf clubs, yeah. please.
0: Shout what the heck,
1: dude?
2: He just flat out kicked you.
1: Did you just get booted because your Wi-Fi is so bad? You're not no, close sitting close enough to the, the air
0: spot unit. I'm supposed to be in.
1: It says very good network. I think he's good. I don't know what happened. Real quick, little T-shirt Tuesday. I just need to give a shout out uh, to Sue Rundy. Sue Rundy, which that might not be pronounced right. Sue Rundy won. Rund, Uh, Rund. but she, she is the winner of t-shirt Tuesday. And she asked for a signed who says no, which is great. And you know, this is my first question for you, Dom is when are we putting out some t-shirts?
0: We need to talk. This is where we need to keep building the relationship. We need to discuss. I'm all about it. See, so my, you know, my, my, and we'll talk about it a little later, but my mindset is, you know, you got to have got to have some type of slogan, you got to build up the morale for it and it's got to make sense. So that's got to be something that organically comes about with all of us, right? We want to have so much morale that people need to have the shirt on. Well, that's how it goes. But you got to keep building it up, you got to keep, you know, keep feeding it, keep feeding it, keep feeding it and then you'll finally get that that right that right slogan whatever it is.
1: People are going to be demanding some I mean, t-shirts soon enough.
0: But we do have we do have uh, compound hats coming out. Shout out! Oh wow, for there we go. Compound hats. How about you guys? You guys are making it happen. I love it. We'll look get it, it going. That's what we'll we do. Going.
1: So this off season, if you had to put on your director of morale Chicago Cubs
0: twenty twenty one hat, would what would the off season look like for you? Okay, I have three things that I want to talk about tonight, and if I go on a tangent, just cut me off. And okay. then we just say, rein it back in, okay? But I've been thinking about this. There's three things that need to happen. And I think we'll all be in agreement. First off, we need to figure out what the rules are for this year, okay? And, Ian, as the player rep, again, I'm not, I'm not asking you to say anything that you're not comfortable with saying. We need to understand, A, is there going to be a DH? I believe so. I saw a report okay. today there was, right? So, so, so that's the first thing. We need to know if <laughs> definitively that there's going to be a DH. We also need to figure out, Ian, if you want to, we can talk about it later, whatever it may be. When the report came out about potential limit on shifting, we need to know about that. Is that going to be something that's going to come into play? Because you all know, especially as a lefty, you're talking about exponential changes in batting average and on-pace percentage for lefties. So how can we make decisions, uh, whether it be non-tendering players, declining club options on, on, on players, before we even know if there's going to be shifting on the left side of the diamond? Or the right side of the diamond,
1: yeah. I don't think the shift change. That's a great point, but I don't think shift changes will make it into twenty twenty one.
3: Happen that physically
1: I, cannot happen. I think. I think if there was shift changes, it would be bargained on in the next agreement. And I think the player split between hitters and pitchers is pretty. I don't think there's a consensus on that.
0: Aaron, I don't know where do you stand on it as a as a half the time lefty.
1: I, it would be awesome uh, for me. It would it would change the way I hit. It would be awesome just because like hard hit balls on the ground to the right side you'd have a lot more hits. But I don't necessarily think it's a must for me. Like the DH is a must. Like I think nobody wants pitchers
0: hitting anymore. Uh, Shifting is interesting, but it's not like uh, I need it. But I think ever would everyone be in agreement that if there was a limit on shifting the game, it would exponentially change the game. I mean, oh, you're yeah. talking about guys who be able to get on base so much more often. You're limiting the number of, you know, just straight up, you know, five second outs, whether it be a strikeout or, a you know, rollover ground ball the second. I feel like if that was taken away, the whole game changes for but the better. What are you going to do? Like if
3: I'm playing second base and you say, hey, you can't shift. Yeah. But in between pitches, I'm crawling over there a little bit, inch by inch, like – and then no 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 know. sorry base hit he was that's what over.
2: that whole it's all like illogical to me I'm like how can you tell them whether they like, can't stand in the field like Dakota, hey
3: you can't throw me areas? Dakota you can't throw me change ups and yeah in it's
2: county. like hey you can't swing at this one it's all one like you no. have to take a pitch sorry. sorry I
0: I hear both sides to it I'm just saying when we're talking about pace of play when we're talking about you know trying to grow the game a little bit put the ball in play whatever it may be that would be one easy way to kind of you know push that. Progress forward a little bit, but there I mean, are,
2: you would see such a difference. Like, I mean, Hap gets shifted. Uh, I mean, does Riz get shifted? Yeah, yeah. I, it's like, like God, there are so many lefties. I bet majority
1: of lefties get shifted in the league, and it's insane. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. yes. Uh, I think it would really change. It would change things for Riz. It would really change things for Schwarber a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, 100%. I think
0: <laughs> you you couldn't defend him. No, Short of one breaking out, you couldn't defend him. He'd have so many
1: four hole base knocks; it'd be insane. He hits the ball so hard to the right side. So yeah. uh, the one that I've heard from hitters is, I don't care how many guys you put on the right side; just keep them on the dirt. Because if I hit it that hard, I just don't want somebody halfway in right field being able to catch it, uh, and like they don't want the line drive, the shallow line drive to right field being taken away. And I get that; like I understand that part of it, but it but is I don't. hard. I don't. I
2: mean, if that's where you hit it, why wouldn't I play you there? That's where you hit it. Why would I not there, want to get you out?
1: There, you're not wrong. There's a lot of sports, and I would say most other, if not all other sports, have rules and regulations on offsides or it's not positioning.
3: I, I just don't think you can compare those. You're playing into somebody's weakness. That's
2: literally. It's like, hey, learn to hit it. I mean, you got you
0: got a whole other half of the field hit like, it over there. That's like, okay, saying, that's like what saying I'm going to side you with. Can't, the ball you can't run player. a stone All against. three of you. I'm going to side with the ball player. The okay. fact that you guys simply have to compete to begin with that's hard enough. And now trying to say, hey, change the way you guys are going to compete so you can assimilate to whatever we're trying to do is so hard. You guys better. You guys know it much better than I do. So it's just an it's an impossible ask. And that's why we continue to see the same things. Every year. I just don't my my argument to that is like not to that is just people
3: complaining about the shift or the people who are just watching the game and the same ones that are saying, oh, no, they want to switch the game from three hours and 10 minutes to three hours and seven minutes because it makes that big of a difference. And we're like, we're not really having this conversation. It's just it's a moot point.
0: Fair enough. Fair enough. I just think – I think it would change things not only for hitters, but it would potentially excite the game, get more people on base, make more things happen, kind of the thing a lot of people want to see in baseball. Yeah, right, and I, 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 think yeah.
2: I think that's why it's a topic of discussion is just the MLB's like, well, more guys will get on, more runs will get scored. People like watching runs, not one-zero games. I'd rather watch 11-10 to games. Right, and that's what I'm kind of saying, like, that's, that shouldn't – that's
0: not how it should be. Yeah, okay, I mean, last thing, last thing. If you, if they were to put a line in the dirt, in the four hole, are you like walking off the field? We're like, I'm not doing this. I'm, I'm
3: literally saying like, no, I'm out.
0: I'm out. Stupid. You're done. You're, you're golfing now.
3: Literally.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Zach, but right. well, you get Fair shifted.
0: Enough. I know.
1: <laughs> I would like so I would you get like shifted now, right? against. <laughs> All right. What's the, what's the other
0: rule change? I have two more. Well, these, okay. these aren't rule changes. The first, my my second one, if you were talking about specifically if I was the Cubs GM, if I was Theo as acting, you know, as director of morale as well. I think for every – and I'm and I'm going to uh, make like a football analogy right now. Obviously, I'm a Bears fan. I'm not a diehard Bears fan. Uh, I don't live and die by the team. I'm not going to lie. Um, but just watching the games casual, I think every fan is always looking for a team to – they're obviously – not every GM or front office is going to be able to touch upon every weakness for – every offseason but you'd like to see specific things get addressed over time and i think as a cubs fan i think a lot of fans would agree maybe maybe you players would agree would just be to diversify the lineup in a sense where we had a little bit more contact at times um i think that has been a, a weak point in some areas so if you could diversify the lineup a little bit not saying major changes but uh, I think everyone would agree. There's some players that just have the skills to put the ball in play more often, and if you can produce up upon that, um, it would make a big deal. But to couple with that fact, it's like if Nico, you know, your 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 boy, can you know make that big jump, that next that take that next step where he's producing, he's putting the ball in play. That's a total X factor. That as we see with Hayward having a big year, even though he struck out a little bit more, it's a game changer. Mm-hmm. And it would be for this team. So. That, that that's definitely my my second thing. What do you so, think about that, Ian? So I, you'd like to see the lineup every day?
1: I guess so. You'd like to see a guy that hits between two seventy and three hundred, gets on base between three fifty ish, three eighty ish, and the we're okay yeah. with the, we're okay with the slug being down. We're okay with the guy oh, getting yeah. on base at like three fifty and slugging
0: four. I think the perfect player. I, I look at I look at it in weighted runs created plus. I think if we you get a guy with like a 15, 16 strikeout rate, but he's he's having a weighted runs created plus around one eighteen to one nineteen. Granted, that's a really good player. It's I'm not really I'm not saying player. it's I'm not saying that's easy easy. That guy to find. should be that guy should be paid. I I hear you. I understand. But that type of guy makes a big difference in the lineup. Where you saw in 2016 with with Zobris. that it makes a big deal. Oh yeah.
1: Have you have you seen um, DJ LeMahieu's average and slug and when uh, runs created plus numbers? I, I have
0: not. I, I should have is, looked at. Is he pretty good? I was looking at some free agents. One guy no, that no. comes to mind, and I know I tweeted about it. There was that report. I mean, three AM would be awesome to come back. He would. It would be awesome for him to come back. A guy that puts the ball in play, low strikeout rate over the last couple of years has just mashed been around whatever the 115 to 120 rated waiter run's created plus can play some defense um that'd be huge wait where planted. did 3am come from Ian, you should know you don't know i don't really know <laughs> who i should know. <laughs> who, who are we talking about lestella lestella the
1: nickname of 3am i knew he met oh. lestella but i never heard 3am oh 3
0: ian you're going to get some you're going to get some flack
1: for that i have never heard that nickname for lestella you never I, heard that I texted Tommy and was like, please come back. I love you so much. Tommy okay. Tommy was a, such so a good You were probably friend.
0: so confused with who I was talking about.
1: Yeah, I was like, 3 a.m. I was like, that sounds knew, like Stella. Well, I knew he meant La Stella just the way he was talking, but I was like, well, I, don't know if, I don't know what 3 a.m. is. When I said, But when I said LeMahieu, I was like, check out LeMahieu coming back because LeMahieu was a cub at one point. I don't know if yeah. we all know that. Uh, I, I know, yeah. If I I'm see. Theo
2: Epstein, Nico, I love you, but I'm giving DJ Lemayhu <laughs> a blank check and saying – Come
1: play for the Chicago Cubs. You're unbelievable. Well, this. So let me make my LeMayhew point real quick. Let me read off sure. uh numbers. So this is since I'll start in 2012. Nah, let's. I'll start in 2013. 2013, he hit 280, 311 on base, 361, with a 74 OPS plus, a, okay. a, a hundreds league average, correct? Yep. Okay, mm-hmm. 74 next year he hits 267 he has a 75 2015 his first all-star year hits 301 with a 358 on base and a 92 ops plus 16 he hits 348 that's hilarious with a 416 on base 128 ops plus 17 all-star 310 with a 374 on base he has a 93 ops plus 18, 276 with a 321 on base, 88 OPS plus, and then he goes to the Yankees, uh 327 and 364 respectively, uh and then he has 135 and then a 177 OPS plus the last two years. Those numbers are ridiculous. That ballpark is very good for him in right field, but he only had, in all those years before he went to the Yankees, he had one year over 100.
0: Oh, so are you making the case against OPS plus and weighted runs created plus? No,
1: I'm not because it's very good for me and I love the stat. (laughs) But I'm just saying, like, if you are the guy that hits 280 to 300 and gets on base in the mid threes, like you have to be okay with that guy from from a sabermetric standpoint. With the, I don't know what his with runs created was, but like from an OPS plus standpoint, to be in like the 85 to 95 range and just be like, I mean, like this guy for what he does for our team that this is what we want him to do and like we're is, okay that his metrics aren't is ops not enough to measure
0: that well it his- just gets it doesn't factor in like the park effect and the league and things like that so that's
1: why lemehu Lemehu before he was a yankee had one year over 800 ops no way and he only had one he only had one other year over seven fifty. Right.
0: I'll the biggest thing what, that man. I'm looking for, and again, I I historically have not beaten this point home because I've always felt that people are gonna strike out. I just think with this, if I'm being if I'm gonna show some constructive criticism, this team at times could have a little bit more contact, which could help and benefit the lineup as a whole. That's kind of my main point.
1: There were some very interesting numbers this year for our team on hard hit rate. We were top five in baseball on hard hit rate. Mm -hmm. Maybe it was NL, maybe it was baseball. In hard hit rate, we were also top five in ground ball rate. Got to hit the ball in the air. Not a great combination because even if you hit the ball hard, if it's on the ground, it's an out. So the teams that were high in hard hit rate and in fly ball rate, we're in the World Series. Like, it was the Braves and the Dodgers. And I don't know where Tampa was, but, like, the Yankees. Like, some of those offenses.
3: Dom, was it you who would tweet out, like, ground ball outs after games? Or was it some
0: – it might have been a different that was, uh That was actually my director of analytics, who uh, – funny story. We'll, we'll talk about that later on. But he's a direct, my, uh, my director of analytics. He's about 78 years old, and he's a lawyer in uh, West Texas. Um, I haven't heard from him in the last – Three or four months. I don't know if he's okay. So um, we'll talk about that later. Rudy Taylor Law, that's his name. He's actually my lawyer. Um, but that's a, that's a story for another day. My this, this goes into my last point, though, Ian and everyone. And I have tweeted about this. I'm going to stand strong on this fact. I understand we're in a recession. I understand we're in a pandemic. I understand that we don't have a vaccine. We don't know if people are going to be able to come to the games next year. I am standing firm. Whatever team decides to put their chips into the middle of the table in a recession, in a pandemic and says, you know what, I'm not saying you have to spend like crazy, but I'm going to go out and make aggressive moves to supplement my supplement our roster. Because when you think about it, we all know the demand for these players, unfortunately, is going to be low because people want to you know, suppress um, the uh, cost of the team salary, whatever it is. But the supply is going to be incredibly high. And I know, Ian, you're a, you're a business guy. When demand shifts to the left and supply shifts to the right, price just decreases. And there's going to be an opportunity to go out and sign these guys because of the surplus of what's happening because people don't want to inflate the salary cap. So whatever team puts their foot down and says, you know what, we're going to zig when everyone else zags, that team is not only going to be set up for the short term, but the you know potential long term in terms of three to four years down the road because everyone else is going to come back to the pack. And I understand it's not the same in terms of, you know the equality. We we don't have a salary cap. It's totally different with how much teams spend. But the people that are going to put their foot on the gas, so to speak, are going to be totally in the you know driver's seat going forward.
1: It's a great point because there mm-hmm. is going to be a lot of salary suppression, and yeah. there is going to be a lot of um, people in the free agent pool that shouldn't be this year because there's going to be a lot of either non tenders or there's going to be. Yeah. Some guys that are in the middle of arbitration and they're just like, ah, that guy got a little bit too expensive. And so there's going to be a lot of opportunities. You've already seen it. You've already seen like Charlie Morton's out there. Charlie Colton Morton not getting picked up there. by
0: the Rays is a joke. Yeah. So many guys are going to be available. And I'll speak as the fan, as the director of morale. You guys don't have to uh, talk about it because they're your competition. But the Central's wide open, boys. It's wide open. I'm t- I see you grinning, Ian. It's <laughs> wide open. People are letting people go, whatever it is. Remember, you guys are the NL Central champs. You guys are the NL Central champs. There's no reason Nobody's why you forgetting that on one. People, people, on the- There's no, no reason people why you got to take your foot off the gas right now to supplement this team. There's yeah, no I, reason.
1: No, I, c- I completely agree. I think I think the team that goes out, and I think some of the big market teams will, but I think the team that goes out and isn't afraid to spend this year and takes advantage of, of some of the uh, opportunities in the marketplace. Uh, I would be amazed if LeMahieu was not a Yankee next year. Like, but there's opportunity. Like, Didi Gregorius is going to be super cheap out there. But
0: Everybody, Everybody's going to the Mets. Everybody's going, going to no, the Mets. No one's no. probably going to be the guy that goes and spends. Zach. But you have guys like, you know, and I, I don't know the specifics or the relationship, but Justin Turner's a free agent. Tommy Stella all these different guys. I mean, the guys that fit the prototype that I mentioned in my second point, which would definitely supplement. And with the suppressed, uh, wages, it's just going to be different to be able to sign guys that would be much harder in previous years.
1: I think there's just, there's a lot of good guys out there that fit the, what you're talking about. and I mean, Tommy's a perfect example. Tommy's also an awesome guy. Um, and I'm a big fan of his, but I, I think it's going to be a very interesting offseason because it's going to be very interesting from an arbitration standpoint, too, of like how it's valued. I I think nobody really knows on a case-by-case basis what's going to happen. What's your
0: case going to be like, Ian?
1: I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, but I'll be interested to you find out. You should
0: have to worry. You were the best guy on the team this year. It doesn't, the best guy on this team. I also think
1: that the MLB offseason doesn't make sense to me, and maybe it's just because I'm going through arbitration for the first time, but I don't get why... Arbitration is like the it's the most narrow window of price besides being controlled by the team. Like besides being on a, your rookie contract, it's the most narrow price window you can be in. So, you know, your price window is at max, you know, a few million dollars each way. Yeah. But free agency is this huge price window where you have no clue. So, because they don't do arbitration until January, that because teams not having cost certainty pushes free agency into end of January, February, which makes no sense. Arbitration should be at the beginning of the off season to, so that teams know what their cost is. And then they can go from there and it would speed up free agency. The, the Everything scheduling on arbitration be. makes
0: no sense. Everything should be sooner. The, the points I've been saying, we should know what the rules are going to be for next year before we have to, before we have to non tender a guy who's been on the team and won a world series. I mean, these decisions should not be dictated when we don't know the rules. 100%. I think that's pretty fair.
3: Will something like that get tackled in next year's CBA? Or, is that, or is, that just like not even, is that not even worth having a conversation about?
1: Normally, you would start bargaining this year going into next year because that's, you would start some of these things early. I don't think they're going to start anything early. But the little things like this, they can because they've already opened the CBA up, Um, little things like DH or shifting, like those things can be bargained year to year. I think the DH will be back. I don't think you're going to see a change in shifting. Um, I think the uh, extra inning stuff is going to be talked about. But to your point, like this type of stuff should be talked about and should be decided before January. And I think because of everything else that's happening with teams and trying to find out their finances and trying to figure out... Um, the direction they're going to take. I just don't think any of it's being talked about or not Ian, strongly. Do you,
0: not. Do, you, do you mind if I ask, um, and I might've missed this, you all touch a, to touch on this before, but as a player, how was extra innings this year? What was the feeling? What was the vibe
1: as a player? I, you know, I was a big fan of it, but I also had it in the minor leagues. I think it works. I think the, I think the, Stats prove that there was only two games that went into thirteen innings, and no games went past that um, I think that's a huge example of the fact that it does work to shorten games. I think as long as pitchers aren't getting any negative stats, it doesn't hurt them and it helps hitters um and it's a it's fun and interesting and i wouldn't the peop- the purists that say it's not baseball i don't understand, but i Dakota Zach, you guys both played in it no i I liked it. I didn't think it was bad.
2: I mean, like you said, if it counts as an earned run against the pitcher, that's a tough one. Right. But the fact it doesn't and it's like nothing, it's like, it's fun. It makes the game go quicker.
3: Right. To that point, play devil's advocate. I mean, there's not like, I mean, there's a lot of things better, but like those games where it goes like 18 innings that you threaten to strike every other inning and it's just like, oh, this is fun. But then as soon as it's over, you're like, this is the fucking stupidest thing in the world. But like, yeah, yeah, it's fun. Like you know, it's competing like that. It's a close game. It kind of has like that playoff feel to it. But at the same time, if you have a day game the next day, you're like, all right, we this could have been over two hours ago.
1: I, I think the I think the other thing that's fucked up about extra innings in the big leagues is every time there's an extra inning game in the big leagues, some young bullpen arm gets burned and gets sent down and then gets sent right back down. Right, but and that's they lose service time. They right, yeah, they have to be down for two weeks, and it's it's bullshit and it sucks, and so. Like that part of it, the business side of baseball, some young guy always ends up getting fucked. And it's just, it's, it's terrible. I, and so I think that that, like the new rule kept and we had an expanded roster, but like the new rule kept more guys in the big leagues getting more service time, which is. And that's
3: something that they would definitely hold over us as players too. So it's like, yeah, it sucks. It's like, obviously it's a business. You see both sides, but most people don't see that, you know, but that's something that they would definitely argue against in court.
1: And when you're, when you're in AAA and you see that guy like get sent like you, – you're watching the big league game on TV, and as soon as it goes into extra innings and you see the guy come out of the pen, you're like, well, oh, we'll see him tomorrow. That sucks. Right. You're like, you're like yeah. oh,
0: let's go. And then it's all of a sudden you're like, fuck. We'll see you in I love day. it as a fan. I love it as a fan. I think it's awesome. I love how we just go right into it, just like a, a shootout in soccer or whatever, uh, match play, uh, final hole in golf, playoff in golf. I love it. I you, think should, we, you shouldn't be worried about the stats. It should just all be about winning once you're in extra innings.
1: Yeah, I think it's more intense, too, because I think, you know, uh, from a defensive standpoint, you know that if you can limit that team and have them not score a run, you have a really good chance to win. Mm-hmm. And so I think, like, I think that part of it's really cool. And I think the other part of it, too, of when you're on offense, like if we can score two, like we got a chance. I love it. We're getting close to the cutoff, Dom. All right, we're getting close. Okay.
0: We're getting close on the time limit. Thanks for warning me. I appreciate you warning me. There's no person you have to pick up from the airport today. There's no. Nope. Nope. Okay. Nope. This is just a pure time limit. Do you have any? Uh, <laughs> do you have
1: anything else to say about this offseason? I mean, I your tweets are electric. Every time you're putting out, uh, it's just different here with a new picture of
0: Chicago and the leaves changing. I, it's incredible. Ian, it's just, I mean, Ian, I know you're in Texas right now. There has been, I mean, it has been short of like a couple days. It's been an absolutely fantastic fall. It's been beautiful, huh? It's been amazing. I am actually
1: upset because of the COVID and because of the travel restrictions. I'm trying to stay put not go back and forth. But I've spent less time in Chicago this fall than
0: usual, and it's been an absolutely gorgeous fall. Ian, this was the weekend for us to golf. I mean, this was, it was above 60 degrees. You told me it had to be above 60 degrees. Yep. It was 75 degrees for the last four days. Actually, six days. We actually broke a record first time since 1953. It's been over 75 in November. Uh, I just looked Jesus. it up on Twitter. So, again, maybe these aren't for the best reasons, obviously. We, we need to fix how what's happening with our earth so it doesn't warm up this fast all the time but true the 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 fact is it's been absolutely beautiful out here and you know what when i do tweet those things there is no one that can deny that when you and ian you've been here for it you have those early you know october late september mornings with just that brisk in the air and you walk out of your apartment you're probably going to the park and you can just feel it it's a little bit cooler. The sun's coming up. It's, you know you get that little like days over the fall, and it's just different. You don't get that in a lot of other places. I'm sorry, Zach. I'm sorry. I heard, I heard you, know, you get it in Michigan. I, I know Michigan, but it's just not the same as it is here. It's just a little bit different. I heard It's just, it's just it's it's a little bit different.
1: It just is. Wrigley sold out on a Monday in early September. It's just different.
0: It's just different. I, I'm, I, it's just, when, when you get that cool breeze, I'm, I'm more of a, I'm, I, I don't really like the summer. I don't like to sweat. So like, this is my prime right now. Um, and when you get that cool air walking out of your apartment in the morning, just you breathe it in and you get that little, you know, the mist on the grass, all those different types of things. It's just, you don't get it. You don't get it everywhere. It's just you different.
1: It's Thanks just for different. being our first repeat
0: guest. It's been great to be here. Um, hey man we're building this relationship we're We're, doing it. concrete thicker than water (laughs) thicker than water
1: that's exactly right and there's gonna be there's gonna be the off season is gonna heat up i don't know when it is you know maybe it's mid-december maybe Maybe. it's january maybe at some point it's gonna heat up and we're gonna check back in
0: hey man let's go let's go and then we'll go to five iron and And then we'll go to five iron We'll go to five iron, and then we'll we'll start eight, and then and then you'll know how many strokes you'll have to give me when we do play. We'll go to five iron. We'll test it out. We'll get Zach a new driver. Maybe I can get a new driver. I'm I'm playing. You know what? This is how big of a grinder I am. I play with 1980 Ping i twos. The first, oh the first, the first, uh, commercial club that was given to professionals and common. Folks like myself. They were my grandfathers. And I have been playing, grinding with those things. That's how I've been building back my. It's not with nice Callaway Maverick, you know, irons. (laughs) Yeah, that's Dakota right uh, there. Yeah, Ian, Ian, what do you play? I mean, I'm not, I'm I'm grinding out here.
1: You know what? Five Iron just hooked me up with a great set of new mirrors. They're in the mail. Are you, oh, are you, was Ping Zing's before or after these I2s you're talking about? Because the Ping Zing is a pretty famous club but the i2
0: ping i2 i even have it from it's it's i have the specs they're from 1982 or 1978 whatever it is they're my grandfather's it still has his name on them
1: (laughs) these are are basically like the ping zangs yeah
0: i mean they're they're basically blades
1: those things are nice
0: We'll uh, we'll go to five iron
1: maybe we can maybe we can talk to five iron and have a little uh well, new clubs for everybody, huh?
0: That would be amazing. I, um, I just need a, I need a draw. I need a draw biased driver. That's what I need. That's um, what I need. I'm, playing I'm playing a, a boom boom. I'm playing a links boom boom from the night from 1985. Right now, I can't hit it straight. I have to choke down all the way down, <laughs> all the way down to the steel because I can't hit it straight. So I'm like, screw it. I'm I'm it. I'm just hitting dead stingers two irons. So when I hear 6,200 yards, I swear to God, you know how pissed I was when I heard that. I was driving home from work and I heard sixty-two hundred yards. I've never played sixty-two hundred yards. Damn. God bless, Dom. Why these two have so much, Zach? Hey. I'm not mad at you, but it pissed me off. <laughs> <laughs> <It was> good content. Good content. You will you will see sixty-two hundred yards in your sleep. I swear to God. First time we play. it. Hey, uh,
3: I can get behind the whole grinding thing. Why these two have perfectly manicured irons? I had my one eight iron had wingtips on the grip basically it was so old. Wow. Every time I swung you would hear it.
0: <sighs> he could Ian, I got my ping two, I got my ping I twos regripped this this offseason. Ian Ian would get me golf, get I got, re-gripped. Him re-gripped, I got him
1: regripped. It was probably more expensive to get him regripped than it would have been just to get new clubs.
0: It's just different. When you hit it you wouldn't hit it <laughs> It's just different.
1: It's just you different. its it is. Just, different. It
0: just is hey it doesn't matter what you're hitting. Club face matter. is still there. Doesn't matter. It's just different. That's all.
1: Thanks for joining <laughs> us on the compound. Appreciate it.
0: Thanks for having me, guys. I love it. And uh, whenever you need me again, you know I'm you're, I'm. you're just a text away. That's all it is, and I'm right here. Love Liquid that. Liquid morale. It's concrete. Concrete's thicker than water.
1: That was the director of morale for the Chicago Cubs, Dom Frederick. Close personal friend. Close personal friend. Dom is. Ready for a golf
2: match of five iron. He is begging for some golf, and I love it. I love the energy. I'm all in because he's my partner, so I'm all in. Oh, I, got, I got kicked out that quick,
3: huh? You guys play together in Arizona, so you can't split up whenever we play.
2: Sure, we have a great repertoire. Eh,
3: eh, I wouldn't say great.
1: Uh, is repertoire the right word? Uh,
2: yeah, like, you know, really? Like, you know, like, I feed off you, you feed off me. We got great
1: energy. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh so we got the t-shirt tuesday yeah i don't i don't know if last week we get did last week did we give like a directive of how to get the t-shirt i think it was wasn't it send your screen time yeah oh what's it gonna be this week maybe a little um maybe a little oh maybe a little masters masters, masters
3: something with the masters oh we've got some of our podcast shit well, they have to listen to
2: know what you need to do.
1: There we go. Just Maybe send in little, your master's
2: pick.
3: Yeah. It,
1: send, it, send in your master's pick.
2: And okay. even if you don't follow golf, you can just type out the name Tiger Woods, right? Because he's going to win. So it'd be a do good you want, pick. Do you want to know how you get bonus points?
1: You pick the winner. No, you go and you get a compound hat. Ooh. Ooh. Breaking news. The compound has hats. if you go on Obvious shirts, to get a compound hat, you get super bonus points. You know who I haven't yeah. mentioned yet this episode? Parse Rum. I think you said it. I think you said Rame. it. I was thinking it when you did the intro. I don't think I, it? I was going to say something. Parse Rum is my favorite rum. It's my favorite company in the world. And if I didn't mention them yet, I hate myself. And guess what else? You save a life. You save a – or no, you plant a tree. You plant a tree, a which bottle. at some point could save a life. Save a life. Sorry. like We need oxygen, right? Oops. Parse rum is the best rum on the planet. Go to Benny's, chip it in from parserum.com, save a tree, drink some Parse. I've been drinking Parse this entire time, and it's been wonderful.
3: You can, um, see it your, you can see it in your face getting a little red. Yeah, getting a little red.
1: Screen time?
2: Sure, sure. Mine doesn't <laughs> work. That's so convenient. Oh, it still doesn't work? 519. Five nine. five it's, 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 la- it's later 19 at night, though. It's 922. 20, though. Four fifty-two
1: for me. Four fifty-two. Yeah, but you're an hour behind, so so it's five fifty-two. Yeah, nope, four fifty-two.
2: So I'm not gonna be on my phone the rest of the day. I'm gonna give you a half hour more at least.
3: Zach, Zach. I'm trying. Oh, six hours and two minutes. Not
1: bad. I can't leave that. It's
2: not bad. It's true. It's
3: not
1: bad. That's uh. Episode thirty seven?
2: I mean, could you say that with any less like happiness? That's, Enthusiasm. Yeah, thirty seven. Enthusiasm. No it is. Edit- right, episode episode thirty seven. And that's your, par- that's your partner, Dakota. Oh, you know what else I wanted to say? Thank you to everybody. I got like ten to fifteen tweets saying like I hope you feel better after being after like coughing after last cough? episode and posting the video, people were like really worried about me. And I was like, um, I'm perfectly fine. But thank you're You do that thirty five times a day. Cough? You're no. That wasn't what I did last time. It was a cough. I know, but it's it it's all the really same
3: on the same family. Shut am, up. Shut up.
1: I haven't texted Dempster yet, but I think next week we're going to try to get Ryan Dempster on. So this is preemptive before I text
2: him. Now, you shouldn't even tell the people this because all you do is feed them lies. They're going to hear this and be like, nope, not getting Dempster now because he said it.
1: I think once I put this out there in the airwaves, Demp can't say no because then he looks like a bad guy. So I'm putting out there Ryan Dempster next week.
3: Tweet at him saying you should go on the Compound podcast, fans. Tweet at him.
1: That's right.
3: Be like, wow, what a great idea. And he'll see it. And then he'll be like, oh, Ian, that's a really good idea.
1: And it'll be like, who says no? Ryan can't say no. There you go. Obviously, That's episode 37 of the Compound podcast. Definitely coming to you live from the Compound. But maybe at some point, Dakota and I will be coming to you live from the Compound. That's right. Spring training. R.I.P. Presented by Parse Rum, the best rum ever. Go get some of Benny's. Yep. All that. That's it. Good night.